0: So far, he's got a perfect bracket. One person uh, has a, a 40-year-old guy from Columbus, Ohio, has a perfect NCAA bracket so far. 48 for 48. Obviously, he has a number of games to go, but he's the only person that the, anybody's aware of that has one. Um, new diet craze is the Pegan Diet. I think I'm on this now. The Pegan Diet? Do I'm, tell. I might go paleo. Just for fun. Because I like the idea of being like a caveman. Well, and you wear the loincloth already. I, the pegan diet. The animal skin. It uh, it combines the paleo diet, the caveman diet, with a vegan diet. Adds in some more like vegetables and stuff that's not in the... Mm. So Anyway, that's the hot new diet.
1: Too if, many diets, that's it, what I say. Well,
0: if you need to have the coolest new... Oh, you haven't heard about the... If you're oh. that sort of person...
1: Oh, I'm not. Uh, then you want to know that. I just heard of Weight Watchers. <laughs> So coming up, the, the bizarre, the brazen, the strange raid on a North Korean embassy. A revolutionary group stormed a North Korean embassy and tied everybody up and took stuff. Is a wild story, and we'll talk to a reporter about it. A little bit earlier today, we were talking about, uh, and I guess we talked about this yesterday as well, the tens of billions of dollars that some of the big universities have in their endowments. And how they still get giant donations from their, their alums. Which can only be... Understand. Hold on. Oh, God bless you, my son. My soul tried to escape through my nose. That's what they believed in the Middle Ages. It's what S- I still believe, Joe. Okay, sorry. No offense. Um, here's... I could
0: just, just so the reason Meryl Streep donated $2 million to Harvard was to that get... That has her- $40 billion in the bank. Was to get her kid in. Right. So it seemed. That'd Although, be my guess. Well, anyway, here's a quick question. It doesn't make any sense. If you're a philanthropist and you want to help and you've got money, right. why would
1: you give it to an organization that's got billions of dollars? Right. It there's a whole make bunch sense. of
0: them around you that need money.
1: Right. Um, here's a question for you. Do you think there's any significance to the fact that five of the eight universities in the big uh, whatever they called it, uh, you know, the scandal we're talking about, um, five of the eight are in California. Do you think there's any significance to that? Or just the sort of uh, appearance over substance... Uh, wealth over hard work crowd tends to gather on the coast. California
0: is the, you know, fake boob, get-your-chin-tucked capital of the world. True. That kind of fits, doesn't it? Yeah, I would think so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like, what, a seventh of the population of the country, too, but still five out of eight, I think, is distinctive. So anyway, we're talking about giving money to uh, your uh, your, uh, alma mater, and, you know, my kids' schools are hitting me up, and I'm like, go away from me. The idea of giving money to my alma mater? Why? I gave him a lot. <laughs> was there. I just don't get it. And uh, one of our alert listeners reminded us that the fabulous John Mulaney uh, comedian has a, a bit on this very thing.
2: I went to college for the whole time. Holy <laughs> right? I just got a letter from my college, which was fun because mail, you know? <laughs> so I opened up the letter and they said, uh, they said, hey, John, it's college. You remember? I said, yes, of course. And then they said, how did they phrase it? Then they said, give us some money <laughs> as a gift. We want a gift, but only if it's money. <laughs> I found this peculiar, because you see, what had happened, in New York, was that when I was a student, you see, I had paid them a tuition money uh, every semester, two semesters a year for four years. I don't remember exactly what it was. But uh, rounding up, uh, back in 1999 dollars, it was about $15,000 a semester, two semesters a year, for four years. hundred and twenty thousand dollars. And I have friends I went to college with and they're like, Oh, you should donate and be a good alumnus. And they wear shirts that say school. And it's like, look, <laughs> if you're an adult still giving money to your college, College is a $120,000 hooker, and you are an idiot who fell in love with her. She's not going to do anything else for you. It's done. That's good. The whole bit's
3: like six minutes. That's just kind of a little part of it. But oh, Oh, I love that. It's
2: done.
1: No (sighs) kidding. How would you like to make a gift? Not very much. How would you like to give me a rebate? <laughs>
0: on I can think of three classes at least where I should get some money back. Yeah. Both from your end and my end, there just wasn't a synergy going on <laughs> in which I was going to
1: extract a lot of knowledge. I loved my college education, the social stuff, the, the having fun, and the learning stuff. I absolutely loved it. But there were a couple of classes. I sat there thinking, are you going to ask anything of us? Right. Don't we have to do something? Don't we have to learn? Don't we at least make us pretend to have learned something? And then you got classes that are incredibly rigorous, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No
0: kidding. No kidding. And I always wondered, I guess, if that super, super hard schools are all the classes like the really hard classes, which would be, geez, that'd be, that'd be overwhelming because I had like, I had my calculus two class where I was doing like hours of homework every day. Oh, don't remind me. And then I had rock and roll history, which required (laughs) no effort whatsoever. And then Chuck Berry came along with my hippie teacher who would have. I almost said something bad. Oh my! He would have performed oh, acts on the Beatles if they walked into the room. I guarantee you, he was so in love with the damned Beatles.
1: Shut up already! Oh man. So uh, listen, wait, well, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and, and and grab a quick break because this this weird story about the the it was like a, an invasion, a home invasion of the North Korean embassy and uh, what they did and the significance of it and who might have been behind it. Awesome. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong
1: and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
0: Oh, we should do this story at some point. We argued with David French over something a week or so ago. He's got a good article out today. The Southern Southern Poverty Law Center is in a state of moral collapse. Yeah,
1: I would say that's They've true.
0: Been, yeah, so yeah. we'll get to that later.
1: Update on the Jesse Smollett story just came out too. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, one of the most embarrassing things in the history of the NCAA tournament happened, and we have the coach admitting to it. Okay, among other things. Right now, though, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. John Hudson, who is a national security reporter for the Washington Post and is uh, writing about this really strange home invasion style raid on a North Korean embassy, more information's come out on that. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Excellent. For for those of us who missed this story when it happened last month, uh, what happened in beautiful Madrid?
4: Yeah, so really one of the weirdest stories that's happened in a while. This was five days before the big summit between Trump and Kim Jong-un, uh, which, of course, happened in Vietnam. Uh, but this happened in Spain, and uh, basically 10 masked assailants uh, walked in uh, to the North Korean embassy in Madrid, tied up a bunch of people, stole a bunch of stuff. Uh, when they tied them up, they started interrogating people. Uh, Allegedly, according to Spanish authorities, they tried to get one of the senior diplomats to defect out of North Korea. Um, And they started causing a bit of a commotion. One of the uh, Korean women uh, uh, reportedly jumped out of the window. Uh, The neighbors were alerted, alerted authorities. The authorities came, and one of the assailants opened the door and said, Hey, there's no problem. It's okay. Everything's fine. Uh, so the, the, authorities were, uh, uh, stopped for a few seconds. And meanwhile, the embassy gates swung open and these assailants, uh, drove out with two uh, diplomatic vehicles and flew, uh, to Portugal and then back to the United States, according to Spanish authorities. Uh, and now, Uh, Reportedly, a Spanish judge wants to extradite those people uh, back to Spain. So it's quite a story.
0: Well, do we know who they are? They're in the United States?
4: Yeah. So the group is uh, called Free Josen and it's a very mysterious group. They've never revealed anything about their identities before. Uh, Some are believed to be in the United States. And uh, their goal is the overthrow of the Kim dynasty, including Kim Jong Un. And they have members from all around the world. Uh, they have Koreans, uh, Americans, and uh, even a Mexican national.
1: Wow, how interesting! So, did they all they stole a bunch of uh, like intelligence stuff from the uh, embassy as well?
4: Yeah, Spanish authorities said that they stole laptops, cell phones, thumb drives, and the group on its website said that it has. Uh, things of immense value that they actually handed over to the fbi uh,
1: and uh, we're talking to john hudson who reports on national security for the wapo one more detail from your piece that i thought was really interesting john was that uh, this organization said that the north korean embassy is a heck of a lot well it's not a uh, an embassy in the traditional sense that they're hubs of illicit narcotics and arms trafficking and much more
4: Absolutely. And, and and they're not far off in terms of mainstream thinking about how the North Koreans use embassies as basically little zones of sanctions evasion. This one reportedly, the one in Spain was reportedly used to smuggle a lot of luxury goods, nice Italian couches, things like that from Europe into North Korea for the sort of ruling elite uh, to get their hands on amid like large global sanctions efforts to restrict luxury goods coming into the country
1: there you go and and final question what's our government's attitude toward this free joseon uh organization
4: so it's been it's been interesting uh the the state department said yesterday that the united states had nothing to do with the raid uh, I was the first one to report that the FBI did have a meeting with this group after the incident, uh, but the FBI's only comment is that it has uh, doesn't comment on investigations but has a strong uh, and good working relationship with Spanish authorities.
1: <laughs> now that's a comment. John Hudson, national security porter for the Washington Post. Really interesting stuff, John. Thanks a million. Yeah, good to join you guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we don't I, have a North Korean embassy in the United States, do we? Uh-uh. How no. many countries have them? I don't know. No idea. But uh, keep an eye on this group. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm with them. You know, breaking into embassies and tying everybody up is a little, you know, what out of I bounds. Called? But Free Josun, it's a J O S E O N, at least in English.
0: Free Joseon while supplies last. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. So, yeah, and as with socialist countries. So they've found a way to put embassies in various places so they can send nice stuff back to the elite.
3: Looks like eight, I'm seeing. Brazil, Bulgaria, Cambodia, China, Cuba, the Czech, Egypt, and Germany. Okay. Okay. Wow. There you go. So listen, complete uh, transition
1: here, complete change. The NCAA tournament, we're down to the Sweet 16, right? And yes. those games yes. are when? Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday. Thursday, Friday. Very then you get exciting. Into the
0: Elite Eight, Saturday, very Saturday. And then exciting.
1: Then you, the next uh, week is
3: the Final Four. Exactly. The, then, then, you then you go the for terrific
1: two to two, the, then then the only then one? Wonderful one. Um, so, uh, anyway, and a
0: bright, shining, whatever.
1: You, you got the, uh, University of California at Irvine that lost by 20 points to Oregon Sunday. Oregon, which is the lowest seed in the Sweet 16. But they they whooped up on UC Irvine. But anyway, so here's Coach Russell Turner of UC, UC Irvine not only admitting to something that, well, I'll let you judge what you think of that something. He's not only admitting to it, he's bragging about it. Listen to this.
4: In the handshake line, I think you were talking closely with Lewis King. You talked to him for a little bit. Can you share maybe what you were talking to him about? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, I would say a double team queen to try to see if I could irritate him. And I did. And I kept talking to my team about what we wanted to do. We were calling him queen because I knew it might irritate him um, because of how important he is to their team, like a queen in chess. I was a play on his name of king. And it bothered him. He started thinking about me, started thinking about Max. Uh, but he came back and finished the game really strong, and uh, he'd had a thing or two to say to me during the game, and I wanted to let him know that what I'd done was out of respect. Was that early in the game that you were calling in that earlier in the game? Well, in the first half, they're right in front of us. So I got a voice I can make the uh, offensive team hear me, so I, u- I utilize my voice best I can to help my so this guy's calling a kid named King Queen the whole game to irritate him. Because it's gay-shaming sort of thing? Well, he just says, well, deals? it's like the queen in chess, it's respect. No, but, come on.
0: No, no, no. you call somebody a queen, they don't think, oh, you're insinuating. I'm the
1: most powerful person on the chessboard. <laughs> well, and or it's you're just a stupid-ass schoolyard insult. Hey, Queen. Hey, Queen. Wow. <laughs> and the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, look... In the pros, uh, it's still stupid. But saying, oh, yeah, I got under that 19 year old kid's skin. Yeah, he's starting to think about me and the names I was calling him. <laughs> Is that what we do? We brag about this yeah. in the press conference? Mm. God, that's
3: weak positive sean am i being too uh, am i being a panty waste over here no you, you got to be better be more creative in your insults so, you know be, it's just be better like you, you know you can keep your job i'm mean, we're not going to start a you know there's no campaigns or anything mm.
1: but uh but king you're no better than a king regent or perhaps
3: a dauphin
1: <laughs> or a king in waiting perhaps more like a prince a prince you're barely a prince sir <laughs> oh man that's some dumb heckling yeah, I'm more uh, yeah. you're posting up like a commoner. <laughs> <laughs> you rebound like a wench. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I just I king, can't understand we're you. We're kind of It's very loud.
0: We're kind of doing all old timey king insults. <laughs> oh, like middle ages sort of thing. Like <laughs> wow, like sir, you surf. You're a surf. That's what you are? I you're no surf? king. <laughs> no, you're a surf. They I surf? They had to work the land, but they didn't own the land. It was kind of... Oh,
1: oh. No, I'm not. My name is King. God, that's so weak. Now, I'm I'm oh, not anti-heckling, but there's a line. I know the NBA is dealing with this right now. There's a fair amount of controversy. There have been a couple of players that have lashed out at fans lately, threatened to whoop up on them. One guy got banned for life, I think unjustifiedly because um, he was heckling a player, and a player misunderstood what he'd said mm. and, and extrapolated some sort of racial meaning from it. And the, and the guy said, no, I would never say that. What I said was, and what, what he said he said was perfectly reasonable, but you're I, so close to the court in the NBA,
0: yeah. you can get in these guys' ears. Oh, yeah. We, I was It was a year ago this month. My dad and I were in the front row at a game with LeBron James um, in Phoenix, and I was sitting <laughs> to a couple of kids with some of my favorite hecklers of all time. They had to be rich kids or something, because they were like 19 years old, sitting in the front row. Must have been dad's tickets or something. I remember
1: their heckles were hilarious. How are you
0: in the NBA? My a guy (laughs) would miss a shot. (laughs) Oh my God!
1: I can't believe you went to Kentucky. How are you even in the league? Did they ever call King James... <laughs> Queen James?
0: I'll bet, I'll, bet they, I'll bet they got a half a dozen players to turn and look at them. Wow. I mean, they were close enough.
1: How are you even in the NBA? <laughs> well, that's a What's
5: coming one. up in your news, Marshal? Chicago Police Union wants an investigation into emails about the Smollett case sent by Michelle Obama's chief of staff. Ooh, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs>
0: A hilarious senator from Utah said some funny stuff on the floor yesterday. Maybe we'll play a
1: little of that coming up. Old uh, Congresswoman Rashida Talib has uh, said has continued to call for Trump's impeachment. Says he's the most dangerous threat to democracy. Okay.
5: Well, there's still people hammering that drum. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the Chicago Police Union wants an investigation into the prosecutor who exchanged emails with the former chief of staff to Michelle Obama about the Jesse Smollett case. Chicago Fraternal Order of Police President Kevin Graham says they want the Department of Justice to investigate state's attorney, Kim Fox, to determine the extent of her involvement with the case. We felt that... The text messages between the state's attorney's office, Kimberly Fox, and a private attorney in Los Angeles were really unprecedented and needed an investigation. Now, the calls come after prosecutors dropped the charges against Smollett, who had been accused of staging a hate crime attack against himself. Fox had recused herself from the case, but the Chicago Sun-Times reports former chief of staff Tina Chin put Fox in touch with Smollett's family, days after he told police about the alleged fraud. So now the police union wants to find out what is going on because, as uh, the uh, union uh, president said, there's both a monetary and reputational impact caused by the decision on the city of Chicago. Monetarily, it's somewhere uh, over $100,000. I also don't think that it's necessarily a black eye on the city. I think the fact that we work so hard to try and look for Somebody who was clearly not there it says a lot about our, uh, the integrity of the city.
1: There is no explanation for why the prosecutor did what they did. Let the guy go, expunged his record, sealed the files, kept his bond, but swore we didn't cut a deal with him. Just just absolutely strange.
0: And And there's some, because I heard this on Tucker Carlson last night, there's some talk, you know, because it was somebody in... Michelle Obama's staff, that Barack Obama's crowd somehow pulled some strings to get Jesse off. But the reason that doesn't make sense Well, maybe is his
1: extended local crowd. I, I doubt President Barry himself. He's he's too smart. Well, Rahm
0: Emanuel and David Axelrod, who are probably his two closest people mm-hmm. through his entire eight-year you know, rise and run, right. they're horrified by this. The mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, horrified by this says it was a whitewashed and top to bottom justice wasn't done david axelrod who was the campaign manager for obama tweeted yesterday here's the lesson of this weird turn in the Smollett case you can contrive a hate crime make it national news get caught and if you're a well-connected celebrity get off for ten thousand dollars and have your record expunged and files sealed yeah so the obama the tightest obama crowd's not on board with this so what strings did he pull
1: i think the story will be told Somebody really, really screwed up yeah. and, and thought they could get away with much more than they could. And then old Jussie holds his press conference where he crows that I've been telling the truth all along, and now I'm cleared. And, and the people who probably pulled those strings are thinking, would you shut up? Just get in a limo and go. Shut up.
0: Well, the weirdo crazy actor also said it's part of a racist conspiracy. Well, so then, wow. is he calling Rama Emanuel a racist and the chief of police? He is, isn't he? Yes. Who else would be involved in the conspiracy? Right. And Rama Emanuel was mad all day long yesterday. He did yeah. a number of interviews.
5: Yes, Smollett, for his part, again, insists he
2: is he is innocent. This has been an incredibly difficult time. Honestly, one of the worst of my entire life. But I'm a man of faith, and I'm a man that has knowledge of my history, and I would not bring my family our lives or the movement through a fire like this.
1: Yeah, I you to haul yourself up on the civil rights cross, you crazy person.
5: Meanwhile, President Trump, President Trump is telling Russia directly to stop meddling in Venezuela. Russia has to get out. Russia has sent some military tell planes... He's Putin's puppet. Sent some military planes, troops, and equipment to Venezuela to help him battle President Nicolas Maduro. During a White House photo op today, Trump greeted the wife of Venezuela's opposition leader Juan Guaido. He called the whole situation a terrible crisis and she said it is a life and death situation in her country. Trump is saying the U.S. is with her family 100%. The Green New Deal, well, apparently not making it out of the Senate. A procedural vote on the climate change plan failed yesterday. Even though it is not even a bill, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell wanted to get Democratic votes on the record about the controversial proposal, but most Dems went ahead and just voted present. The vote was 0 to 57, with 43 present votes. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I mean, it was clearly a maneuver by McConnell to try to embarrass him, and they countered it pretty, about the only way you could, by instead of voting yay or nay, going with present, but that's not a very. Strong endorsement of the idea. No, no. But you don't get to hang around their necks this uh, look, you voted for the Green New Deal. When the cam, if you make it to uh, run against the president or whatever.
5: Well, I got to tell you, these days you can tell where the smart money's going. Actors Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are launching a Canadian cannabis company. The company called Houseplant. Seth Rogen smokes dope?
3: <laughs> Did you just call
5: Seth Rogen the smart money? <laughs> the-, the company, Houseplant is a collaboration with Ontario-based grower Canopy Growth. Oh, I'm a shareholder of that one. Yeah, see? That's (laughs) why I said, follow the smart money. (laughs) Canopy Growth meant to, in their words, (laughs) make it easier for people to learn to love cannabis. The Seth Rogen is he the B, between two ferns
1: guy or is that Zach Geffenhoff? That's Zach. Alcohol, that's Zach. Yeah. All right. yeah. Funny man.
5: Anyway, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the
3: Nation. Which one's Seth Rogen? What was he? Is he the? Uh, he was the, in uh, Get Me to the Greek guy. He was in Knocked Up. Yeah, yeah. Knocked uh, Up, uh, Pineapple Express. Heavy set right. fella. Uh, the four year old Virgin. Yeah, right. yeah. I see. Very sh- uh, kind of schlubby looking. Yes. Yeah, very
0: schlubby. Yeah, one of those guys that you think, well, I'm interesting, you, you know, drove out to L.A. to to be a movie star looking yeah, like there that. Is. Work, yeah.
1: worked for him, though. He's yeah. a pretty good looking guy when he cleans up. Look at that. There he is in his tuxedo. Really yeah, about that's... to go to one of the weekly awards see, that's, shows. That, that, that's, that's, yeah. a better, that's a better yeah. original one. he uh, showed up uh, more in More curly-headed days. <laughs> <laughs> has the devil's curly hair.
0: By the way... <laughs> Well, I got a a little update on the Smollett thing for you uh, coming up. Joe Joe says it's not over.
1: Oh, no. I hope he's right. Uh, Whipping up racial hatred to promote your own career is disgusting. It betrays real victims of racism. It, it, It paints people as something they're not. Well, now he's calling the people who went after him racists. Yeah, God dang it. In the system. So, if, yeah. If Jesse Smollett starred in the Joe Getty story, I wouldn't go to see it. <laughs> An odd choice, anyway. Well, he wouldn't necessarily, necessarily
0: lot younger, portray me. A lot younger and blacker than you are. No, he wouldn't be me. Oh, he'd he just, just be a, in it. Oh, okay. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. To me, it makes no sense. It makes
5: no legal sense, no common sense, and this is an abomination in my sense of justice. The notion that they say he's guilty of this hoax, he's walking around, I did nothing wrong. And he did this all in the name of self-promotion. And he used the laws of the hate crime legislation that all of us collectively over years have put on the books to stand up to be the values that embody what we believe in. This is a whitewash of justice.
0: That's Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago, who is a bulldog of a guy. I mean, he he gets fired up and is tenacious, and I don't think he's going to let this go if he has any say. And the whole Jussie Smollett walking
1: thing. Well, and Eddie Johnson, the superintendent of police, that guy has a hard job. I mean, a grueling, chews you up like, ages you like a president job. Because he has the most murdery city, one of the most murdery cities in the world. Right, and he's trying to do something about it and often not getting the support he needs from the Politico types. Um, And he, he does not have a sense of humor about this stuff. And to see Jussie saying, I've told the truth all along crowing about getting excused and seeing his lawyer now making the media round saying, this was a witch hunt, this was racist by the police. Old Eddie is not amused. And who can blame him? God, the hundreds of thousands of dollars of resources and all the man hours and the rest of it as people are getting gunned down that he had to devote to this. And now Jussie and his lawyer are calling him a liar and and pulling his pants down in public. Man like Eddie Johnson does not take that.
0: Sources tell ABC that Smollett, who was accused of staging an attack on himself, is still being investigated by the FBI and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service and could still face federal charges because he mailed that Letter through the post office. Somehow the post office gets involved. Mm -hmm. But
3: anyway, the FBI is still looking into it as we speak. The thing about the postmaster general is he's a postmaster, but he's also a general. Right. Morning, general. Let's raise the price of a stamp to 30 cents. Cook County.
1: Get that pop-up off my screen. Cook County first assistant state's attorney, owner of the worst name in the world, Joe Maggots, wants to clear up one thing. He what they did doesn't mean he believes Smollett actually told the truth. Well, we believe he did what he was charged with doing, he told um, CNN. This is not an exoneration. To say he was exonerated by us or anyone else is not true. So, you know, that ends that narrative. But but his office's explanation of why he was let go doesn't make sense to anybody
0: right a former prosecutor uh, told the Chicago Tribune that this is an odd situation and that uh, usually you inform the police beforehand so they got caught off guard you know it just went public and then they had to respond to it and it requires the offender to admit wrongdoing so that'd right. be like the Robert Kraft thing look we're gonna let you go but you have to admit that you did this right and you then have you to sign pick a piece up of pe- trash paper. for a couple weeks yeah. yeah you have to sign a piece of paper that says I did this right Smollett gets to claim he didn't do it at all, even though everybody knows he
1: did. Gets his records uh, sealed and gets his uh, job back. expunged.
0: And I assume he's going
1: to get his job back. Doesn't on do a... any community service.
0: Why, Fox is in a bad situation. You can't fire somebody who is cleared. Not I mean,
1: we, we don't Fox wanna... News. Oh, Fox. Big Fox, yeah.
0: Yeah, who runs his uh, Empire TV show. You don't want to live in a world where if you get accused of something, your company can fire you. And then even when you're found not guilty they can still let have you be fired.
1: The state's attorney is at the center of all this hinkiness. Her name's Fox, too, so it's all very confusing. There's too many Foxes. Too many Foxes in the hen house, huh? Uh, Fox with two X's. Awesome. She went with that fabulous second X. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is going on? Well, I, you think it'll come out. So Yeah, I do. I do, because you ask uh, prosecutors, defense attorneys, anybody... And they say, no, this is weird. This is not right. I mean, the cops have all sorts of evidence. And the uh, district attorney says, oh, yeah, yeah, he did it. He absolutely did it. But we're cutting him loose with no community service, no plea, no nothing.
3: Even if their argument was j- jails are packed, this guy, while reprehensible actions, he's not a like. If I saw Jesse on the sh- Jesse on the street, I'm not a, I'm not afraid. He's, no, he's no, not a danger no, to the community. No. And that's their original spin. Right, no, but that, that's but his, true. But his actions could cl- I can clearly see how his actions could lead to more dangerous stuff. Of course, oh, yeah. or just
0: just the fact that either people are more uh, afraid of another race because they believe it happened. I don't know who you are. But for a while they believed it happened. Right. Or you're more bitter about the whole being called a racist thing, which is, you know, divides the races also. That's very
3: damaging. Yeah. Maybe they can get him on some sort of RICO act. Whenever the feds get involved, that's what I'm hoping for. A little RICO action. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know what RICO is. I just I just If I was a Hispanic, Hispanic Surfer, movie though. star, I'd call
1: myself RICO Action. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Could it be? I'm just noodling this through. Could he have, his people have said, listen, Jussie's uh, ready to spend $3 million on his defense. We're going to make this miserable for y'all. You can keep his 10-ger, send him on his way. And somebody caved? I'm just trying. You'd have to say it out loud. No, it's too high profile. Yeah, Yeah. and you'd still want to say it out loud.
0: You'd want to say out loud, look, this is the deal I made for the taxpayers. They told me they're willing to spend millions of dollars. I'm not certain we'd get the conviction, so. But he clearly did it.
1: <laughs> I just want to make that everybody aware of that. One thing is clear, and this is from the Chicago Tribune. The headline is: Chicago police files on Jussie Smollett investigation show behind-the-scenes maneuvers. There were a lot of powerful, well-known people in Chicago politics making calls about this guy. And J- trying, to get st- trying to pull strings. Didn't Jesse
0: Jackson or his organization, they, well, they had to be involved because that's where he did his so-called
1: public service this past weekend. Yeah, public service, not community service, which is a legal right. thing. Public service, which is just two words strung together. So
0: yesterday was Tuesday. He did his public service at Jesse Jackson's office on Monday. So the day after you stuff envelopes and work in the gift shop for Jesse yeah. Jackson... At nobody's behest. He wasn't sentenced to that. <laughs> he just did it. The day after that... It's PR. You're completely cleared and told because of your public service, yeah. such as what you did yesterday. That What is that? Who, who orchestrated that? I've known a few people in my life who got into legal trouble, and they had rich parents or connected somehow, and they did... Community service, but they didn't have to do the, uh, you know, might be embarrassing if your friends saw it, picking up trash alongside the road. They huh. got, they did something indoors, easy, really not anything, mm. and called community service. So I know the connected get that sometimes. Uh, I don't know how you get the
1: completely expunged thing going. I wish I was connected. I've never I'm, been connected. I'm disconnected. <laughs> and uh, unhinged, according to some. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm telling you, this will not go away. It's too big. Cool. You do not rub Eddie Johnson's face in the accusation that he's a liar. I'll bet that he's it, a fake and he's a racist. I'll bet it doesn't do you any good to
0: try to embarrass Rahm Emanuel either. No, <laughs> no. He ain't going to put up with that.
1: It's
5: final thoughts
1: with A.N.
5: I <laughs> really like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Here's
1: your host, Joe Gutty. Let's get a final Whoa. thought from everybody.
5: Well, what now? Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, gentlemen, I'm heading over to a clean, well-lit purveyor of cigarettes, beer, and lottery tickets, because Powerball is up to at least $750 million today. And once again, I've updated my gifting list for the Armstrong and Getty co-workers based on the way they've treated me over the last 72 hours. (laughs) And once again, there have been
3: some dramatic changes (laughs) in the rankings. Positive. (laughs) jacket.
1: Positive, Sean. Your final thoughts.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I went off to the doctor's office yesterday. I'm going off to the dentist today. I got people just poking me and prodding me and scraping me. I can't wait for these days to be over. Yeah. Michelangelo, your final thoughts, sir.
5: Yeah, if you heckle at an NBA game, be funny, not profane or racist. Maybe use a clever proper historical references. (laughs) But no profanity. Don't offend Grandma who came to see LeBron.
1: That's a good
0: tip. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I remember at that game a year ago, so we're in the front row, and it's quiet in there, and the guy's sitting next to me. One of the players is walking back from the Cavaliers. Dude, I've been watching you the whole game. You've taken that same shot three times. You've missed every time. You got to try from somewhere else. And the guys just looked at him like,
1: this is hilarious. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, my final thought was I attended a uh, city council meeting in the town where I live last night. And I tell you what, the only people who put their faith in government are people who don't know anything about government. Power corrupts, man. Money corrupts. That's an investment of time and
0: energy to go to a city council meeting. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, and ter- some people have lives where they show up every every month or week or however often they have them. Right, and they wait and they get up and speak and they
1: say their piece, and I admire them for it. Yeah, and they're standing up for you. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank you. go to Armstrong You can email us mailbag at Armstrong and Something we ought to be talking about. Send it along. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
3: This is. Uh
5: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
4: Thank you
2: and good night. The show's over. What? Bye-bye. And then they said, how did they phrase it? Then they said, uh, give us some money. Armstrong and Getty.